these are. <laughs> no fear. No political correctness. No wokeism. You're listening to Underground USA. Before we get to this morning's segment with Chuck Wilder on Talkback on CRN Digital Talk Radio, I want to give a quick shout out to the people listening in the countries where you're not supposed to be able to listen if you get my drift. You're being very brave by trying to seek out talk on freedom, liberty, and the truth around the world. God bless you and stay safe. I also want to talk about the ability of the Republican Party on the federal level to shoot itself in the foot. As we're going forward towards the new Congress, Kevin McCarthy is having some issues with some people in his caucus about getting the required 218 votes to be able to be Speaker of the House. We have some people on the far right side of the spectrum who I support almost 99% of the time. I can't support them in this. You can't throw a wrench into the machine that opens the door for the opposition to neuter your potency going forward. There are several members of the Republican Party in the House of Representatives who are flat out admitting that they're not going to vote for Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy's not my first choice. I think he tends to be a little bit more liberal than I would care for, but he is a deal maker and he is what's going forward in this Congress. We've already had a preliminary in-fight where Representative Biggs only gleaned 31 votes. McCarthy took the overwhelming majority. So the caucus has spoken, and we should get behind that. But these five individuals who are going to defy the caucus to say they won't vote for him in any scenario are opening the door for Democrats and chameleon Republicans to install a speaker who is going to neuter an agenda of dialing back Biden's agenda. If we're going to be able to do anything in the next Congress before 2024, every single Republican in the House has to stand shoulder to shoulder to stop the fascist liberal agenda in Washington. And that means showing a cohesive front. If Reagan taught us anything... And we need to start learning from that era again, because we're just not doing it right in the Republican Party today. That's just a matter of fact. If Reagan taught us anything, your infighting needs to be quietly behind closed doors and not in the public eye. So when these five individuals in in the House Republican Caucus openly and publicly express their defiance to the caucus moving forward, they do the party a disservice, and they need to rethink how they're going about this. Internal struggles? Absolutely. We should do that all the time. But you don't air your dirty laundry in public so that the opposition can take that and run with it, and aggravate it, and scrape the wound to make sure that a scab never forms. That's what these five people are doing. They're giving the opposition ammunition. It's stupid, it's destructive, and it's going to cost us going forward if you don't get smarter. Just get smarter. Politics is not that hard of a game to play if you think everything through. These five individuals 
in their defiance going forward for the speakership are not thinking things through. So that said, I'm hoping that we can apply some pressure on these five people to take your grievances internal. Stop getting in front of the microphone so that the media can twist your words and the opposition can take it and use it against you. That's just stupidity. Right now, this morning's segment on Talkback with Chuck Wilder. Hey, Frank, how are you? Mr. Wilder. <laughs> I'll tell you, one of those days. Hey, I hope I have the right one, Frank. I, I had the hardest time uh, getting your thing to open up on my little tiny wind-up computer, okay? Leftist you gotta, activist you, you, prove points. You got the right one. You just got to feed the gerbils, Chuck. Oh, no. I didn't know. You know, I'm, I'm looking yeah. for them, and they, I think that's why my socks move. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a humdinger leftist leftist activist prove points after being attacked by the fringe left thugs and uh you say the irony was spectacular in triplicate a lesbian activist group protesting against transgender men being incarcerated in women's prisons identifying their antifa attackers as men because of their sexual organs, and then making an argument against transgenderism. <laughs> and I got to let the listener know, what was your uh, comment on this right here, the comparison of what? I, I said by comparison, the who's on first bit by Abbott and Costello was easy to follow. Yeah, really. There's so much uh, juxtaposition here that just completely hits the fringe against the fringe in an absurd issue that that it's it, it would be comical if in fact it wasn't something that these people were serious about and that law enforcement and and government is taking serious in many parts of the country yeah you, you know uh the idea of of transgender men and we have to understand what the definition of transgender is it's not not that someone has transitioned from male to female or female to male. It's that they're, they still have the organs that they have for their biological mm-hmm. sex, but they are identifying and existing and, and taking all of the, uh, the lifestyle movements of the other sex. Yeah. So a transgender man still has his male genitalia, but he's he's insisting that everyone recognize him as a woman. He dresses like a woman. He he goes to the women's bathrooms. He uh-huh. he you know, all of that stuff. So it's sort of the, like uh, an example, listener. Is like if I walked into a bank carrying a gun, okay, and I said, "You're going to have to give me all your money." Because I'm a woman and I need it, even though I look like a man, right? Well, if you're if you're identifying, mm-hmm. you know, this is the this is the absurdity that we're getting to today. Yeah. We're, we're, if you're <laughs> well, identifying I'm, I'm, yeah. as a w- woman, you've got a full beard, you've got male genitalia, you've, uh-huh. you know, it, it's you're a man, but you're but identifying you're as a woman. But now you're locked up in a men's prison. Okay, right? Well, and that's and that's the thing that yeah. I agree. I agree with the with the lesbian group on this one, one hundred percent. There's absolutely, 
positively no reason at all why a transgender male should be in a female prison. Yeah, but see, they usually don't start out that way, do they? They It's like all of a sudden, I think, don't you have to go through a process and say, listen, I'm 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 female. I don't want to be locked up with all these women. I mean, all these men. No. So then you get into the women, and guess why you want to be locked up with them? Because you're a male. Well, <laughs> it's in certain places today, in certain states, California is one, Illinois is one, New York is one. Uh, you, if you identify, they have to treat you from the get-go as how you identify. Boy. So there's no, you know, if you're identifying as a woman, you're going to a woman's prison. As a matter of fact, if you're identifying as a woman and you go into a woman's changing room in a department store and someone calls the police because there's a man in the women's dressing room in the department store, the person calling is going to be the one that gets uh, that gets scrutinized because they were discriminating against the person who identified as a woman. Yeah. Hey, Frank, let me ask you something, okay? Just popped into my tiny brain. Let's say you're in the 10th or 11th grade, okay, and uh, all of a sudden you tell the teacher, I now identify as an A-plus student although you've been flunking just about everything. So I demand a high school diploma now. What would happen? They would probably let, you know, common sense says you'd be laughed out of the the classroom. Uh But in all honesty, Chuck, if someone were to try that, I guarantee you there would be a conversation in the principal's office that would have to go to the superintendent of schools to see how do we handle this situation yeah, because I, this child is now identifying as an honor student. I may have just opened up a can of worms, and uh, I wish well, I'd done it uh, years and years ago when I was in the eighth grade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You know what? If you, I'd done that in the eighth grade, hey, I probably wouldn't be sitting down for a week. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing. The yeah. the idea that uh, and then this is the point that after after all of the explanation that I do about this this guy this this yeah. person who identified as the woman who wanted to be in the women's prison um, and the Antifa guys and this was before I get to the overall point the Antifa guys I found it ironic that the lesbian group were identifying the Antifa attackers as men because they had male appearances and male genitalia. Yeah. If we're if we're supposed to be doing this transgender thing and the identifying thing, then they just committed one of the cardinal sins of the LBGTQ community because they identified people as male right out of the box without ascertaining what they felt they should identify as. <laughs> so so that that was that was a, a a thing here with this story as well. The larger point about this is the fringe elements trying to redefine what normal is and that when they get finished moving all of the fringe abnormal things and i'm not using abnormal in a disparaging way uh when they get finished with all the moving abnormal stuff into the realm of normalcy that leads of leaves a void for them to redefine what abnormal is and that can be very very troubling if they start saying that wanting to be free, wanting to to embrace your liberty, and wanting to embrace your own personal rights is abnormal, now you start to stigmatize that, and we move further away from the Bill of Rights and the Constitution. I don't deny, I, I don't care what, what, what people do. If you want to identify as a doorknob, you want to identify as a cocker spaniel, I don't care. 
I, I really don't. And I wish you happiness in being the best doorknob you can be. I really do. But don't try to BS me to tell me that it's normal. Yeah. I'm not going to judge you. I don't care. Do whatever you want to do. If a group of identifying doorknobs want to get together and have a, <laughs> a naked doorknob party, God bless you. But don't tell me it's normal. I'm not judging you. I'm not saying it's bad, lesser, indifferent, or whatever. But you can't tell me it's normal because normal is defined as something, uh, a, an ethic, a morality, a condition that is commonly held by, by society as a whole. I don't think identifying as a doorknob is something that people commonly accept as normal. You know, and, and speaking of normal, okay, then you get from the opposite to abnormal, and then I guess you could sometimes uh, slip into another frame of mind, which would be uh, crazy, and you talk about uh, this Joseph uh, McKinnon reporting at the Blaze. Talk about crazy, right? Well, you know, it's when you look at when you look at this this person that they were talking about at the at the who was going to be incarcerated in the women's prison. Um, and I'm going to quote from from McKinnon because he wraps it up in a nutshell. The, the man's name was Dana Rivers. Rivers, a national transsexual rights activist and former American Federation of Teachers labor leader, was found guilty in November of butchering two lesbians and murdering their adopted African-American son. Rivers, whose name was originally David Warfield, stabbed 56-year-old Charlotte Reed over 40 times and shot her twice on November 11, 2016. Rivers also shot and stabbed 57-year-old Patricia Wright. Before setting fire to the victim's house, the transsexual activist shot 19-year-old Benny Diambu Wright, who later perished. So this person is, you know, you said crazy. Some people would say troubled. I think he's a murdering criminal. Yeah. And and for him to try to pull the pull the the BS move of saying now I'm identifying as I'm I'm a transgender activist, but now I'm going to identify as as Dana as Dana Rivers and I demand to be put into a women's prison. He's already butchered women. Literally butchered women. You don't stab someone 40 times and not call it butchering somebody. So why would you put him in with people that he's already proven he targets? It's stupidity on steroids. And, and, and then, you know, I, I, this catering to this fringe element, this, this, we've got to bend over backwards to, to make people who live in the abnormal realm. And again, I'm not using it as a disparaging word. It's just a fact. It's not in the realm of normalcy because of the definition of what normal is. And the progressives haven't changed that yet. That's what they're trying to change. You have to be able to say, you know, I'll be tolerant of you. I, I, I'll even try to understand you. I'll even try to empathize with you. I mean, I must be a drag being a, being a, a man trapped in a woman's body. You know, I, I can't imagine what that must be like. But don't try to sell me that it's in the realm of normalcy. I know what I, uh, <clears throat> but no. 
I've uh, I've always used this example. We got a break coming up here in just a moment. Uh, let's say you're in the tenth grade, all right, and you can be a boy or a girl, no matter what. But they're all clouding you up that you're not what you really think you are. You better really seriously think what are you really, you know? And we're going to accept what you really think you are, right? That's kind of like their bottom line. And so I would like to see a tenth grade. We'll make it a boy, all right? A 10th grade boy who identifies as a cow, C-O-W, and the next day they have two bales of hay dropped off in the room because he's not going to be eating lunch, you know, with the regular people. Do you think that would cause a little bit of a row, a little bit, you know, identifying as a cow? But honest, hey, honestly, honestly, it's going to depend on what state you live in. I guess so. Well, okay. We're going to take a break, and uh, we'll be back in just a moment with the one and only Frank Savato, S-A-L-V-A-T-O, the website undergroundusa.com. I'm just texting him back. I'm just posting a story. I'm just changing the song. I'm just... No. When it comes to distracted driving, just don't. Sending a text takes your eyes off the road for just five seconds, but in that time, your car can travel the length of an entire football field. Any distracted driving just isn't worth it. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Handcrafted exotic blend teas at the lowest shipping cost anywhere. Hi, I'm CJ owner of the Emerald Coast Tea Company. We ship our premium gourmet blends with Sindel, offering you the lowest shipping prices anywhere, while also being carbon neutral. Excellent tea at the right price. Check us out at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Honey, this ain't your mama's tea. Talking about the, the leftist activist proof points after being attacked by fringe left thugs uh, and Human Life International uh, actually describes uh, the whole definition, I guess you would say, of transgenderism. And I was thinking about my, uh, you know, boy or girl who identifies as a cow and mm. it fits right in, believe it or not. You want to tell them what the definition is, the uh, international accepted definition i guess sure and uh, and again i'm going to quote so this is not this is not my yeah. my opinion or or my theory on it this is what has this, been established by this was by, written you know, by somebody else because the words are smaller okay because frankie is <laughs> real <laughs> yeah go ahead um okay they say um that transgenderism is an umbrella term it encompasses anyone who i identifies as a gender differing from their biological sex or as no gender at all or anyone who has had a sex change operation. A person who is transgender might be a male who identifies as a female. She might be a female who identifies as a male. A transgender person can identify as neither male nor female. Uh Or he, she could be a person who identifies as a mix of both. A transgender male is a person who was born female and who now lives as a male. A transgender female is a person who was born male and now lives as a female. Simply put, individuals who are transgender have a gender identity 
an internal, deeply held sense of their gender that differs from their sex at birth. And, okay, fine. And, you know, you, and it said, and can identify as neither male nor female. Yeah, yeah. so my cow's going to work. Okay. Yeah. Now, you know, with all that we're hearing in in the media about transgender this and transgender that, and we have to, you know, they're altering Title IX to, to include transgender, which a lot of uh, traditional feminists are up in arms about because it pretty much erases the equality for women. It's, it's, we've seen the stories about uh, the transgender swimmer, Leah Thompson, who decided that he was going to be a she and he was going to compete in female swimming competitions in the NCAA. And he was just smoking everybody. Yeah. Because, well, he's got he's got a bigger heart. He's got a bigger respiratory system. He's got a, a, a bigger esophagus. He's got a bigger trachea. He's got muscle tone that is that is uh, suited that is male muscle tone, which is very, very different. So, you know, they're upset and they are and rightly so, you know, perhaps they should have a transgender league in the NCAA. But that would expose this fact about transgenderism. Right. The CDC says about a million people in the United States actually identify as transgender. And that's approximately 0.6% of the American population. If we were to expose that number, people who are using common sense would start saying, why the big deal right. for 0.6% of the population in our country? If you want to jam that up a little bit, globally, globally, maybe they're saying it's just touching 2% of the world's population. So the idea that we're trying to redefine transgender into the realm of normalcy when you really see that it is a very fringe status and again i don't care i don't care be happy be what you want to be be what you want to be you want to you want to be a post be a post i don't care be a happy post i applaud you in your postness but, but Frank, don't let me ask you. Try to sell yeah. me on your right. your insistence that it's normal. But look at all the help they get from politicians, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, coming up on that bottom of the hour break, uh, discussing Frank Savato's latest here. Leftist activists prove points after being attacked by fringe left thugs. Underground, U-N-D-E-R-G-R-O-U-N-D-U-S-A, dot com wonder what would happen if i'm a dot i can go anywhere i want as long as it's not next to a question mark hmm. oh i'm confusing myself frank Savato's going to be back with the rest of the story here in just a little bit and it's undergroundusa.com people won't give you the real talk on drugs but it's time we know the facts fentanyl is killing people It's a powerful opioid, often made illegally and commonly mixed with illicit drugs. 
It can even be pressed into counterfeit pills that resemble prescription medications. Just two milligrams, about the size of a few grains of sand, can potentially be lethal. This isn't an ad to scare you, but it is an ad to make you think twice. Get the facts. Go to realdealonfentanyl.com. This message is brought to you by the Ad Council. Hey, this is Judson Carroll with Southern Appalachian Herbs Podcast. One thing Frank always reminds me to mention is that my books and my podcasts are not limited to my region of the Southern Appalachian Mountains. I'm a master herbalist with a working knowledge of hundreds of herbs that are available all around you no matter where you live and keep your family in optimal health. I'm now offering a free newsletter through Substack. Please find me on Substack at Judson Carroll Master Herbalist or JudsonCarroll.com and I look forward to communicating with you in the future. Thanks. Discussing, gee, I just can't make up my mind, or wow, I just don't like who I am. Well, it's, uh, I wonder how long this has been going on. I don't, you think the cavemen ever had this problem, Frank? It's it's part of human nature, so I'm I'm going to go out on a limb and say yes, even though I'm not trained in anthropology. Um, but human nature is human nature. What we're seeing here with this current push to normalize everything is social engineering. You know, understanding who you are is a lifelong type of thing. It doesn't necessarily lead to to gender dysphoria. It, you see people in every walks of life sometimes abruptly changing what they do because they want to fulfill themselves and be happy. Some people quit lucrative careers and go into something completely different because that's what they've always wanted to do. Yeah. You know, David Lee Roth was a, was a rock star. He quit for a while and became a paramedic and rode rode the ambulance in New York City. Because he wanted to do that, it made him happy. You know, so we but see you this. You got to feel sorry, every... especially for the ones that identify as birds. They get well, on top of the house and fly off. Well, you know, ostriches <laughs> are birds; they don't fly either. Yeah, Tur- that's you know, true. Yeah, okay. turkeys don't fly. That we're going back to the WKRP in Cincinnati <laughs> well, episode. That, that was so. That was so awesome. Yeah. You know, um, but people, you know, there's a constant struggle to make yourself a better person and to and to be happy with yourself. Everybody goes through it. But most people in the in the realm of normalcy. And again, I'm not using that label to belittle or elevate anybody. I'm just using it as the definition that it is. Most people, it's an internal struggle. It's something they do to better themselves. They explore themselves. They they think about things in their life. They try to make their life better. It's a constant quest. Mm-hmm. Society doesn't have to bend to them. Society doesn't have to say, well, see, you're depressed all the time, so we're just going to make depression normal. You know, it's no longer a malady. It's no longer something that, that science, that the, that the medical community identifies as a malady. Um, it's just now normal. And there we go. Now, it's but, you know, been and, we, and we do and we do have a right to protest against it whenever, for the example of the swimmer. OK, right. Absolutely. Yeah, Ab- absolutely. We're talking there, there's a, a, a NCAA champion swimmer mm-hmm. by the name of Riley Gaines 
who has taken up the mantle to say no. She she lost to Leah Thompson, who was a biological man, right. but identified as a trans man. Um, the NCAA even gave the Woman of the Year award to Leah Thompson, which is just stunning. Talk about disenfranchising women. You know, and she's this Riley Gaines. I, I listened to her on one of uh, Tulsi Gabbard's new episodes on her podcast, and she she makes the case. She's like, there's physical differences. There's there's no matter how much hormone therapy you want to go through. You know, this is your a male body is always going to be different. Now, common sense understands that, but when you get into social engineering. On the fringe, and you want to make the fringe the center of normal, that common sense goes by the wayside. It's sort of like uh, what I've done. I hate to confess to this, but I've told my Toyota that you're a Tesla over and over <laughs> and over, and it's, it's not working. And it just doesn't work, does it? <laughs> not always. Yeah. Try to, you try to plug it into the wall, and it's a gas-powered engine, but it's identifying as an electric car. Oh, you know what? I was, yeah, yeah. That that's what happened. Okay. <laughs> I wonder. If, I wonder if that. I wonder if that'll fly in California after the uh, after they outlaw all gas combustion engines. Yeah, really. <laughs> I tell you, it's it's a strange world, you know. And could you well, do? You know. And this you... is what happens when this is what happens when truth is relative. Yeah. You know, you when when something is the truth, it either is the truth or it's not. It's based on facts. It's based on tangible things. You know, when it, when all of a sudden we're going to say, yeah, but it's that's your truth. Your truth says that that yes, you are you are a woman, even though you have men, male genitalia. That's your truth, and you're welcome to your truth, and you're do your truth. Well, okay, but you can't say that your truth has to be blanketed over society then. So That's said, the compromise we make in a free society. We live in a free society where people get to think a certain way, and God bless you, but you don't have you don't have the right to force someone else to think the way that you demand that they think. And that's where we are. Yeah. With the zero point three percent. And then look how many homeless. I wonder what the percentage of homeless is in America. Well, again, you want to make that main – well, they're just let's, – let's make up a label. And I'm talking about all the attention they're getting, see? Well, yeah, it, okay. it, yes, it's, yes it's, it's less. It's probably more than transgenders. I'm going to – I'll give yeah. you that one um, because all you have to do is go into downtown Philadelphia, Chicago, New York, L.A. or wherever, and you, right. you see them. You see it. It's, it is an issue. But it's not mainstream. It's not normal. We don't call it normal, do we? Is it normal to be homeless? Nobody accepts that as normal. And nobody's trying to figure out a, a different moniker to throw onto it to make the argument that it's normal. As a matter of fact, we all want to make sure the homeless have homes. But we recognize it as that's not the norm. You know, so this trans, the trans that we have to accept transgenderism and gender dysphoria as a normal state of being, that's coercion. That's social engineering coercion. I, again, I don't advocate for anybody to be judgmental about these, uh, about people who are transgender, 
I don't, I don't believe people should discriminate against transgender people, but I don't believe anybody should be discriminated against anyway, no matter what you are. You know, what, what happened to just being nice? We live in such a really? cynical really? world where people have to have to they have to claw and bite and fight their way to step on your face to get one step ahead of you. Yeah. Or if you're Why? being nice, they're saying, "Okay, what is it you really want?" Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, it, I mean, we, they may we, not say it out loud, but sometimes that's the way it comes across. We've become such a cynical society that we can't even say "Merry Christmas." Oh, yeah. you're offending me. Well, I'm sorry you're offended, but you know, over the not, weekend, not my I, it's, problem. it's interesting you bring that up. Over the weekend, it's like I, I think I went to five different places, you know, that were uh, uh, commercial places. Mm-hmm. And every one of them, happy holidays, happy holidays. And I yes. was, you know, where where's Christmas? Hey. And I should yeah, have I'm said, the- are you, can I get some fireworks? Is Are you selling yeah, fireworks? I, <laughs> I, I've, taken, I've taken to saying which holidays. Hey, that's Happy good. holidays. Which holidays? Oh, Christmas and New Year's Eve. Why don't you say Merry Christmas then? All right. There you go. Now, you I'm know, I mean, there's, I'm not offended by it. And quite honestly, and this is something we've talked about before, Chuck, on, on several occasions, there's no protection in the Constitution or, or any law whatsoever that says that you have the right not to be offended. And that if somebody offends you, it's actionable. If you're offended by something, okay, it's your right to be offended by it, but it's not my problem. It's really not my problem. If you're offended by it, you need to take steps to either deal with it or try to change it or try to engage with the person so that they might be able to come sign of intellectual compromise with you. Mm-hmm. But quite honestly, it's not my problem if you're offended if I say something that's the truth. If the truth offends you, you're the one with the problem, and you're the one that needs to deal with it. There's nothing in the Constitution that says you have a right to be protected from being offended. And that's what's made our culture a snowflake culture today. You know, we, yeah. we've, got to, we've got to get back to, you know what? You have a right to throw a punch, but that punch ends at the tip of my nose. Right. You don't just get to just punch me in the face and say, I have to accept it because that's the way you feel. I don't give a damn the way you feel. You hit me in the nose, I'm hitting you back. You know, So get over the being offended thing. And if you have a, an issue with, with who you are in society, you need to work at making yourself a little bit – you need to raise your self-esteem not to give a damn what other people think then. You know, and I be, think, sec- uh, be secure in yourself. And I think these people, uh, the transgenders, are, are taking uh, advantage in certain interests. Uh, well, we know, like we started out talking about the prison, right? Mm-hmm. The men get locked up with the women. Of course they're taking advantage. <clears throat> but I'm talking about, you know, the drag queen things that are going on for little children, you know, and schools and special events and at restaurants and bars and, you know, they're now they're taking advantage if, and they're asking if, for a different ruling, you know, of way you can act. If we were back in school and the permission slips went home for your parents to sign off on you going on a field trip just to a 
bar, mm-hmm. there would have been an uproar because children are not allowed in bars. You can't even be in a bar area after 8 o'clock in most major urban areas if you're under the age of 18. So why are third grade classes going to a bar to to listen to drag queen story hour? Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's amazingly inappropriate. And and quite honestly, there could be an argument made that it's criminal. I don't care if you want to be a drag queen, go ahead. There's there's ample opportunity for you to be a rock star if you want to. Go down, walk down Bourbon Street for a little bit. You'll understand. You know, but don't tell me that that's the, it, we have to, everybody must accept it. You must accept it and you must accept it as normal. And that's that. You don't have the right to do that to me. You don't have the right to socially engineer me like that. You don't have the right to negate my feelings about these things. And you absolutely don't have the right to redefine what the meaning of the word normal is. Yeah. And like you say in you know, this piece, we don't have to embrace or practice them. No, and but we also don't have a right to condemn them. This, this, we need to live and let live. And I keep going back to this to the saying of you have you know your right to throw a punch ends where my nose begins. Right. If we are to be a nation that is free. If we're to be a nation that is based on individualism, which is what Americanism is is intrinsically, then we have to be brave enough to say, if this guy wants to identify as a cocker spaniel, it's interesting. Maybe to some people might even be entertaining. To other people, it might be just emotionally overwhelming because somebody feels that strongly about something. Whatever, but don't force it on me. Don't tell me I have to say that it's normal and and I should just look at you the same. I'm not judging you, but I have to call a spade a spade. Not every, you know, it's not, there isn't 51% of society that identifies as a Cocker Spaniel. Sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, so be the best Cocker Spaniel can be. I'll, I'll even donate to the ASPCA in your behalf. But we have to stop saying that because I feel something should be normal, it must be normal, and everybody must accept it. And stop making, and and we have to drop the stigma around the word normal and abnormal. They're not, they don't need to be castigating things, and we don't have to argue with people about it. We need to be brave enough to agree to disagree. Let people live the lives they want to live short of any act of criminality. That, that's the melting pot. That's what gives us our strength. You want to talk about diversity? Then have diversity. Allow people to be who they are, what they are. But people in doing that need to know that there is a limit. You, you can't just manhandle people who don't think the way you do because you're stealing their freedom. And then you mentioned how long before the fringe left attempts to redefine abnormality to include the pursuit of freedom or liberty or individualism? How long before they label capitalism as abnormal? Yes. Well, and then this is is what the progressive left has routinely done when they redefine words. 
they move they move things into the realm of normalcy and then they take that they take that void and they fill it with something else that's abnormal that used to be mainstream in society so yeah i i'm i'm very pointed in saying what if someone says well you know if you're a capitalist that's kind of abnormal because we're all if you take a survey of people in college you know they've They've uh, they say give socialism a chance. So you're not really normal. You're not. It's it's not society says that it's not. Yeah, well, those are the ones that shouldn't be swimming, Frank. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> yeah. this is this is the point. When you yeah. allow activist factions to redefine words and phrases, pretty soon they have the ability to say what is true is not true because that's my truth. What is biologically real is not biologically real anymore because that's my truth. Well, here's something what, real. Yeah, we got to take a break. <laughs> I know we'd like to just keep going on because it's kind of hate to interrupt things at times, you know, but we got to do it. Hey, Frank Savato will return in just a moment. And remember, it's undergroundusa.com. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Levi's became iconic by making tough pants. Now they're notorious for pushing progressive politics, opposing the Second Amendment, attacking popular voter ID laws, and Levi's screws their workers, furloughing thousands while rewarding rich shareholders. A top female executive unable to speak freely. Rather than leaving China, CEO Chip Berg makes excuses. An American icon washed away by woke politics. Levi's, serve your customers, not woke politicians. This message was paid for by Consumers Research, a 501c3 educational advocacy group. To learn more, log on to consumersresearch.org. You know, you mentioned Tulsi Gabbard and her uh, podcast, uh, and uh, it says, uh, she said, I guess, uh, in your statement, it can be argued that the transgender activism movement is not only attempting to erase biological fact, while also executing a direct assault on the equal rights and the feminist movement, but also that it is attempting to bully through a redefinition of the cultural norm. You know, and that's the problem with the people that, you know, decide, well, we're going to start this whole new thing here. And we're going to get rid of everything that's normal, you know, and it's oh, just, and, and, go ahead. And, and, and that's the problem. That's the problem. There's the people are coming and saying, we're going to change everything. And that's, that has no respect for the freedoms that people have actually, that hold that, that enjoy what is happening. Now, I'm not saying that society shouldn't advance. Oh, yeah. Society should advance. That's what, that's what being enlightened is all about. But being enlightened along with that enlightenment comes some responsibility to understand that you don't always get everything you want. Those are, you know, the only people that 
sometimes get everything they want are spoiled two-year-olds who throw fits. And, and I see a, a parallel between the fringe left today and that spoiled two-year-old who are throwing fits. If they don't get their way, they burn Portland down. <laughs> if they don't, you know, if, if they don't get their way, it's we must protest. We must we, we have to shut them down. We have to censor them. We have to label them as yeah. as Nazis and everything else. Well, those that's, are the ones, that, Frank, that you can pick right when they're first born because they bang their spoon in the high chair. Okay. Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> or, or it could could be a future judge. You don't know. Oh yeah, true. Okay, I you stand know. corrected. So, yeah, <laughs> it depends on what the baby identifies as. Chuck, come on, this is we live in twenty twenty two. Next thing I know, you'll uh, be quoting Matthew seven one. Well, you know, it's, there's something to that, and then yes. this is where, and again, the progressive left likes to expunge Christianity from from the public square. Uh-huh. But you you need to tell me one one of the commandments that would be bad for society. Uh, Matt, and now Matthew seven isn't actually a commandment, but it is a good thing to live by. Judge not, lest ye be judged. Yeah, and that allows you the ultimate freedom while securing the ultimate freedom for the other person. Again less criminality so people just be nice well how how hard is that and that's a question we need to start asking ourselves how hard is it to just be nice why do you always have to find a problem why do you always have why must there always be a crisis maybe if we shut the media off every now and then and we don't hear the constant drumbeat of doom and crisis we can find a pathway to treating each other with a little bit more respect, dignity, and 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 be nice. Of course, Maybe with my show, start... all the all the politicians would have to leave. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. it's, uh, they're a work in progress, evidently. Yeah, there you go. Hey, Frank Savato, S A L V A T O, UndergroundUSA.com. Thank you very much, Frank. Look forward to our next visit, sir. Thank you, Chuck, and happy happy holidays. Oh, which one? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Frank Savato. Yep. And let us plan for a happy and a merry, 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 merry Christmas. Yes, okay. Uh, thank you, Sway. Thank you for listening, and God bless the United States of America. If you like the podcast, leave a comment, leave a rating, subscribe. That's the most important thing. And be sure to subscribe to our Substack mailout at undergroundusa.com. You're listening to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. We'll be right back after this. This podcast is a production of the Compass Point Group.